inclusion of the metal mesh material into that heavier weighted iron uh, shaft, low torque, actually felt really good. Uh, didn't have that 40, you know, feel to it. Still performed really well from a dispersion standpoint. And uh, we were able to document that, that face squaring up faster than an all graphite shaft given the same exact uh, specs. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. Today on The Fitting Room, we are combining two of our most popular topics. Number one is better player irons. Number two is shafts and shaft technologies. And a couple weeks ago, we released an episode introducing the new players irons from Callaway this fall, the Apex Musclebacks and the X-Forged Cavity Backs. And a wonderful episode I did with Dave Neville. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and listen to that. But one of the challenges with better players is the, how particular better players are about every single detail uh, of their clubs. And we know this firsthand with all the work we do out on tour each and every week. And there's a, a slowly emerging trend of graphite getting into more and more clubs in the bag. Uh, you know, it used to be that there was some steel and woods, no more. Uh, graphite goes all the way, uh, all the woods, hybrids, driving irons. And now we're even seeing graphite on the other end of the bag on the putter with Stroke Lab. And so graphite is, you know, surrounding the steel shafts in the bag. And uh, there's so much technology, so much innovation around graphite shafts. But for whatever reason, better players, uh, have not chosen, have not voted for those on mass yet. And so today's episode, I want to talk to um, so some of our friends over at Mitsubishi Chemical and uh, pick their brain on, on what's going on with better players with respect to graphite, where they see the trends going, what they see on tour, and to go deep into the Mitsubishi MMT shaft, which stands for Metal Mesh Technology, which is uh, a brand new shaft that is the stock graphite shaft. If you do go with the X-Forge cavity back irons, it's a stock uh, graphite shaft option there. It's a heavyweight, low torque, uh, you know, better player trajectory, better player iron shaft that's starting to get some, some action on tour. So that's what we're going to do today. We are going into deep into the topic of graphite for better players, pros, cons, what you need to know. Uh, and how those shafts are designed, developed, and the performance characteristics that you might see. So to help me do that, uh, we've got Avery Reed, who is Mitsubishi's tour rep. So he's out on tour each and every week uh, working with uh, players from that are playing all sorts of, you know, across the spectrum when it comes to uh, what brand of club heads they're using. And then Todd Barreto, who's an engineer at Mitsubishi, um, who's got a wealth of knowledge of working with uh, not only golf shafts, but also some of the other categories uh, that Mitsubishi works with, other sports, uh, deep, vast uh, materials library. So uh, really exciting stuff here today. Um, if you've not checked it out yet uh, and you are considering uh, some of these better player irons and you're not sure what shaft, uh, what might be good for you, listen to this podcast, but you can also – uh, check out Callaway Distance Fitting, Callaway Distance Fitting, uh, callawaygolf.com slash distance fitting. And you can spend 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one time 
with a Callaway Certified Master Fitter who can help you uh, get your specs dialed in um, if, if you're looking for a new set of clubs. Um, so without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Avery and Todd and the Mitsubishi MMT. All right, Avery and Todd, thank you so much for joining us today in the fitting room. Nathan, thank you for having us. This is going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Likewise. And uh, today is an exciting episode. We're really tackling a topic we, in our 140-something episodes here at the Finger Room, we have not yet tackled. And that is uh, talking about graphite iron shafts for better players. And coming on the heels of uh, two new exciting irons uh, that we're really excited about, the uh, X-Forge CB irons and the Apex Muscleback irons. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll start, uh, Avery, with you a little bit. What are you seeing um, from a tour standpoint uh, with respect to uh, tour players with graphite in their irons? Well, you know, I think you touched it, uh, you nailed it right on the head as far as, you know, back when, when I first got into the fitting program, you know, you watch the guy that, you know, he'd come in, couldn't get the ball off the ground, needed lift, needed something, just needed help getting the ball in the air. And immediately you went toward graphite. Um, and especially, you know, just me personally, I always stayed away from graphite being the fact that it was very hard to control, created a lot of spin. But I think over the last, probably I would say five to 10 years um, in the graphite world, there has been an immense amount of improvement as far as the construction, as far as the weights. Um, and taking that out onto tour now, I think you're seeing as far as graphite's concerned, we're able to do what we haven't been able to do in the past. I think you're seeing a tightened dispersion pattern, not only in flight, but in distances. You know, I think if you look 10 years ago, graphite, just based on spin and everything else, I mean, there could be 50 yard gap in between two very similar shots. And I think now you're seeing graphite just as consistent as steel. So um, we are starting to see it out on tour more. And I think a lot of that's just due to the technology. Obviously there's a lot of benefits to graphite, but really all in all um, stuff that Todd's been working on, and I'm going to let him kind of jump into the technology side of it here in a second, but where we've been able to go with graphite has made the hugest improvement and you're starting to see it a lot more filter now into the better player. Yeah. So traditionally we would, when we talk about graphite shafts, they're going to be ultra lightweight. They're going to be fairly soft. Um, yeah. And that's really designed to help, you know, you could get shafts that were lighter than you could build in steel to help yeah. slower swing speed players launch it high. Now, Todd, I'm curious to know what does it take from an engineering standpoint to be able to, uh, create a graphite shaft that has uh, the stability and the, the weight and the control that we would expect from a, a set of irons, but even with enhanced characteristics? That's a good question. I mean, you know, if you look at the graphite shaft industry in woods, about 98% now of that market is all graphite. About 50% of the iron market is graphite, but there's that other 50% that us as a shaft you know, company and other shaft companies have been striving to come up with a solution for that better player, uh, which is the reason why only 50% of the irons really is graphite. Um, what we've learned through the uh, archery side, and I should mention that uh, along with uh, Mitsubishi Golf, we have an aero division called Victory Archery. And we've been working on technology that has to do with mass increases with arrows, small diameter arrows. 
And we've been able to take a lot of that technology and move it over onto the golf side. So what happens with an arrow, and this is sort of important, I won't spend too much time on it. Um, although a lot of your tour players out there on tour and golfers in general, a lot of those players are actual archers. So they understand an archer's paradox, what happens with an arrow when you shoot it. So what we found is that um, we were designing a shaft that was small in diameter, yet had to have enough mass for kinetic energy for hunting and so forth. So instead of putting fillers in like tungsten and materials to add weight, uh, we went down a path of using a reinforcement, a steel reinforcement. And in this case, we wound up using stainless steel uh, for our arrows. And uh, if you look at some of the parts uh, that you've got there, Nathan, we we actually have a very thin wall tube in an arrow. And I think you're going to show it right here. Uh, with two plies, in this case, a stainless steel mesh material or metal mesh uh, product. And what we found with an arrow, and probably the most important attribute with an arrow, is its recovery rate uh, after you shoot it. So what happens is when you shoot an arrow, the first moment on that arrow is what they call an archer's paradox. That arrow starts to bend under the first initial load. The rate or the time it takes for that arrow to recover and start spinning downrange quicker, uh, the more accurate it's gonna be, the better off it's gonna perform. Um, so we can measure that recovery rate. And what we found is with this metal mesh technology with an arrow is that it recovers much faster than an all graphite arrow. Given the same mass, the same diameter, same ID and OD, we were, we, and we have been testing, we, were, we found that the same weight shaft, but with the stainless steel mesh, that arrow recovers much faster. Hence, it's more accurate. So we started messing around with taking that technology and that Im important you know, aspect of an arrow and taking it into the golf side to see if it has a similar or had a similar effect. And sure enough, it did. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're able to measure that response rate and granted, you know, golf shaft is different than an arrow, but in many ways, it's very similar. You know, you're concerned with accuracy. In this case, like when you're launching a golf ball, it's a projectile. When you're launching an arrow, it's a projectile. You know, we're looking at the arc. We're looking at accuracy, distance, penetration, kinetic energy, and all these aspects specific to an arrow. But some of those aspects are also translatable into a golf, golf shaft. And so what we found by placing this metal mesh into, at first, a heavier weight better player tour player iron shaft which is in that 120 125 weight range by adding the metal mesh and where we add it and how much we add we were able to basically uh, improve that response rate so getting that face to come back to square faster definitely we were able to record that and document it so then we started down the player uh, testing path and we found that with these low torque um, you know heavier weight player shafts it they, it generally has a harsh feeling and you mentioned this earlier uh, nathan that they feel harsh and that's one of the big um the big challenges with a graphite shaft is to have a low torque iron shaft similar to steel and that one to two degree torque range but have it feel good and that have it mm -hmm. feel like a board and that's typically what happens is when we add more let's say high modulus carbon in the torque core and which is controlling your torsional deflection they start to feel real boardy and stiff where, where, as you mentioned, steel has a nice soft feel to it. So that's been one of the negatives with graphite iron shafts for that better player is that they don't feel that good. Um, right. Apart from dispersion issues, which Avery brought up, which is really valid, you know, 10 years ago, graphite shafts were made 
somewhat differently, but designed totally differently than the way they are now and the way we right. design. So that, that technology improvement, manufacturing improvement has led to more consistent graphite iron shafts for, for our company at least. And the, the inclusion of the metal mesh material into that heavier weighted iron uh, shaft, low torque, actually felt really good. Uh, didn't right. have that boardy, you know, feel to it. Still performed really well from a dispersion standpoint. And uh, we were able to document that, that face squaring up faster than an all graphite shaft given the same exact uh, specs. So we took graphite shafts that were the same torque, same EI curve, same mass, same uh, balance point, And then we compared the same shaft with metal mesh. So we were able to isolate the effect of the metal mesh in the design. Right. And boy, what a difference. You could feel it right away. So, so we'll, we'll get into the uh, MMT shaft in a moment. But for those of you watching on YouTube, um, you can check out, I'm holding up the, the tip end of a, of a raw shaft. And you can see on the inside, there's a little silver lining there. Um, so if you want to check that out, uh, you can see that and interesting stuff. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I, I, one question um, uh, for you, Avery, in terms of uh, tour players, when a tour player is selecting their iron shafts, are they looking, I guess, what is the order of, of criteria that they're looking for, whether it's weight, whether it's flex, whether it's feel, uh, trajectory, uh, help us understand, you know, what, what that better player is looking for. Well, I think out of the gate, you're looking at number one, consistency, um, shot shape, and being able to create the shot that they want to see. So they want to be able to trust that the shaft is going to hit at the right distance. Um, obviously, the spin characteristics become very important. And obviously, weight is another one that's important. It all kind of ties in together. I don't think you can narrow it or separate it saying right. I want a certain weight, but I mean, it, it, for them, it's just going to be dispersion pattern. I mean, everything they want to see fall into a certain window. They have a window that they want to see the ball launch. They have a window that they want to see the ball come down at, and obviously a tight dispersion pattern as well. So in terms of engineering that consistency, you know, a steel shaft is a single material, the whole right. length of, of the club. Now, one of the benefits of, of graphite is changing thicknesses, changing materials, changing the flexes as the shaft goes, goes down. So what are some of those levers with, with like a heavy, stiff graphite iron shafts that you guys are pulling? Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good question. You know, if you look at a step steel shaft and you look at that profile and it is an isotropic material, like you mentioned. So it's what that means basically is it's the same performance in every direction. Whereas a composite structure is very anisotropic. So it's very directional. So that's why we place some fibers in an axial direction, which is controlling your bending plane, your EI curve. And then some fibers are oriented at a, a 45 degree angle, which is controlling your torsional deflection. So uh, unlike a steel shaft or a graphite shafts, almost all of them are not stepped. So when you step a steel shaft, you have a distinct EI curve in that section. And because that EI section stiffness modulus is a function greatly due to the diameter, you have more of a, a stepped uh, EI curve versus a gradual curve. If you were to plot a steel shaft, uh, that can be good or that can be bad. But what what that that's what players are used to is that type of feel. That's been a, the better player out there in the market or tour player. They're used to that kind of feel. So that's been one of the challenges is overcoming 
uh, let's say a stepped steel shaft that has a very distinct, um, instead of a, a natural curve profile, it's very rigid. So everywhere where there's a step, you have a, a, a change in stiffness. And right. on a steel shaft, you have, you know, let's say six or eight of these steps along the length of the shaft. So uh, we like to have a more gradual EI curve and we can still affect it. Like you mentioned, Nathan, that we can, uh, we can add plies where we want. We can add material where we want for balance point. And that's one of the benefits in graphite. You can really right. have a much broader range of performance versus a steel shaft because they're so limited on weight and these steps and their profile right. that they're much more rigid. Um, and that's not a negative thing. It's just the reality of how they make steel right. shafts. Um, now, so I want you guys to put on your, uh, your fortune teller hats. And I want you to tell <laughs> me, you know, if we rerun the clock 15, 20 years ago, at the top of this, this episode, Todd, you had mentioned 98% uh, of woods on tour are, are, are graphite. And to my knowledge, the only person in 2020 that tried to steal a driver shaft was Jimmy Walker for one week and then it, it left. And <laughs> yeah, so, right. uh, but if uh, iron shafts, I think we could probably argue on tour are the vast majority are still steel. Now, if we fast forward the clock 15 or 20 years, uh, how do you see that mix changing with respect to irons? Oh, I definitely see. I it I, I see a big change coming. And I think it's going to be just like you were saying when you went yeah. from steel shaft and woods to graphite shaft and woods. Um, you know, look at the guy right now that's probably the most analytic about his golf equipment. And, you know, he's very particular in what he plays based on swing characteristics and physics and everything else. And you look at his bag, he's got graphite all the way through. And right. I think if, if you start to look at that, you look at some of the other guys that are in top 50, we're, we're starting to crack those numbers and it's starting to catch attention. So right. I think it just takes that tipping point. I think steel has a performance with players that they're used to. I mean, they, they don't yeah. want to change. If it's not broken, don't fix it. However, I think it's starting to get to the point where people are paying attention and noticing. And overall, you start to add in the feel performance of graphite compared to steel and some of the benefits of the feel in a graphite iron shaft. And those guys, you know, you'll slowly start to see the dominoes change or fall. And then eventually it'll just turn into a wave. And I think you'll see within 15 to 20 years that majority of the guys are playing graphite in their iron shafts. Yeah, the surprising thing, uh, I would say one of the surprising trends for me over the last two years or year and a half, and a lot of it's been driven by Odyssey, is even graphite in putters. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of putters on tour now, not only just the Stroke Lab putters, but um, some other brands as well with graphite. And if it's happening with the driver, it's happening with the putter, uh, and the technology is only getting better, I, I think we can all do the math about where we're going. Correct. And it's all due to the technology. Like I said before, I don't think you could have the weights that we have out on tour where we can create the weights that steel has always had. Um, like right. you said at the beginning, you know, when you looked at it 10 years ago, it was, you know, 70 grams was pretty heavy for a graphite, uh, graphite iron shaft. Whereas now right. on tour, we have it in the 125, you know, we're pushing the upper limits of, of weight. So right. that makes a now big difference. Let's shift gears and let's get into the MMT specifically. So uh, if I look at uh, Callaway Irons lineup uh, across the board, most of the graphite options in whether it's Big Bertha B21 or Maverick Irons or Maverick Max, 
they're going to be in the, the graphite's going to be a lightweight option. It's going to be in the 70 gram, 60 gram, sometimes 80 gram. Um, but the MMT is specifically what we've got for Xforge CB as the stock iron uh, graphite shaft. And for Apex Muscleback, there is no stock anything. It's all custom. So uh, I, I imagine that MMT is going to be a popular choice for people who, who want the Musclebacks with, with graphite as well. So tell us a little bit about uh, MMT, uh, how the design came to be, and a little bit of background of what player type that, that shaft is good for. Yeah. So for the better player iron and, and the ones that you were just discussing, I think that MMT, we really designed that iron after the tour player. So we've done several testing, you know, from, from my standpoint, what we do is we do player testing. We do um, obviously machine testing, robot testing. So trying to get the feedback where, again, we're trying to hit the windows and the dispersion patterns of the better player. And MMT is kind of the first iron shaft from graphite that has allowed us to do that. And again, it's being, it's, it's in the heavier weights. Um, on tour, we're actually finding that guys are preferring, and we, we talked a little bit about this before the show, but, you know, they're preferring to soft step it. So for anybody out there that's doing an all custom, um, obviously getting fit, soft stepping would definitely be an option they, they'll want to try uh, in that MMT. And in, uh, in the Callaway lineup, if you're custom ordering your clubs, we actually allow you to uh, specify if you want to soft step up to two steps. So it's something that's yeah. totally doable. And that's so in the 125 class, which you mentioned, which is comparable to, you know, like an X100 in terms of weight, yeah. um, that would be only available in the TX flex. But if you soft step that, that'll play, you know, maybe closer to a stiff, stiff plus, something like that. Correct. Yeah. Just give it a little bit more playability down towards the tip section. Mm -hmm. um, excellent. Now, uh, how do you advise, I guess, what is the player, um, what is the player type that, you know, maybe, you know, like what type of steel would they be playing that maybe would want to give MMT a serious look? Um, well, I mean, I think it depends on the player, number one, but you know, MMT is going to fall more into that player with the faster swing, the harder swing, you know, again, just uh, talking about me personally, for example, you know, I'm a guy that I hit the ball to the moon. I hit the ball mile with the driver, but with the irons, I have a very hard time controlling ball flight. I put mm -hmm. a lot of spin on the ball. Um, I used to play seven O's soft step wow. one, just because wow. I needed the weight and try to control yeah. The MMT 125 is the first iron shaft where I've had control of the ball flight. So wow. I can hit the different shots that I'm looking for. I don't spin the ball out of control. Um, so for me, you know, it, it gave me that playability. So when you're talking in that stiff profile, it really helps uh, with yeah. ball control. Now, Todd, you, you mentioned a little bit of this uh, before in terms of how uh, the MMT technology came to be, borrowed from the archery. Um, but besides the actual metal mesh and the tip, um, what were some of the other consideration factors in developing this shaft um, and, and building a graphite shaft that's at this weight class? Um, the, the main drive was to come up with a, this heavy or we started was to come up with this 120, 125 tour weight TX low torque iron shaft that felt good 
and obviously had all the other attributes you're looking for, for accuracy and so forth and specific ball flight. Um, but the, the orientation of the mesh and because it's a woven material is very specific to the shaft type. So for instance, the amount of fibers that we have in the woven material that are down the axial direction or your bending plane is different than the amount of fibers we have in the hoop direction uh, for, for, for obvious reasons. So the mesh itself will vary depending on the shaft type that we're designing. So for instance, if it's a lightweight wood that we're working on, we would use, and we're using a lightweight version of the MMT. So there's different weight versions of the MMT depending on what shaft type we're putting it into. So if it's a 60 gram wood shaft, we're not gonna use the same current MMT material that we're using in the iron shaft. So those materials and the orientation of the fibers will vary in addition to, and we're looking at different metallic fibers uh, with specific properties apart from just stainless steel. So we've got a lot, uh, a lot of work going on. Um, we've really, I think, stumbled upon a really cool application for this material that came out of the archery industry. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it has phenomenal damping effects. And that's, again, part of the fuel improvement with these low torque, tour weighted, you know, typically stiff iron shafts. So they feel great. Um, they dampen like crazy. Uh, and one of the areas that we discovered that is when we shot these arrows out of a bow. And the only difference was the metal mesh. So the weight of the arrow was the same. The Raw length was the same. Everything was the same. We noticed that the shot and the bow was much quieter and that's mm. dynamically what's happening. So there's static specs in a shaft and a club and there's dynamic specs, right? It's hard to really measure dynamically some of these uh, performance attributes. I mean, we have robots, we have camera systems. You can, you can do certain things, but when it comes to feel, it's one of those things. I mean, you can use accelerometers to, to put on the shaft and check wavelengths and so forth, but it really comes down to hitting balls and see how it feels to the player. So that's the, that's the one thing we noticed right away is when we got these first ones built is how well, how good they felt being that they were really low torque iron. So we're just basically taking that and we're moving it into other areas in our, in our product lineup. But, you know, obviously our focus, our core is to focus on this tour player, the better player, because if we can solve right. that portion of the market, then the rest will come along. And, and to comment yeah. too on your your earlier comment, Nate, you mentioned about graphite and other product forms in golf where you see this going. I look mm -hmm. at the graphite golf industry like I do the tennis racket industry or hockey mm -hmm. sticks. You mm -hmm. don't see a single tennis racket wood you know wood hockey stick right. really anymore. That oh. those technologies in graphite typically goes you know when we're using composite materials in an industry, they end up almost always going 100% graphite. The golf. Yep shaft industry is one of the outliers and the main outlier is this better player iron shaft right for the reasons we just yeah. talked about so yeah, i that's... see that changing i i don't see i see i think we have a phenomenal solution for that better player just based on my experience in the golf industry working with guys like avery and our team here uh it right. was instant it wasn't like oh it's a little you know it feels uh feels a little better it was instant as soon as we start you know clubbing these up and playing them against steel it was night and day from a field standpoint. So we knew we had something and uh, we're excited about it. Very yeah, exciting. innovate. I, I see a ton of innovation in, in from a material standpoint uh, as well. Even if you look at our driver heads and multi-material driver heads, you know, it used to be all steel, then it was all titanium. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, you have carbon crowns and you have parts of club heads that are removed to put carbon in. And 
right. and our irons, you know, we have tungsten here and steel here. And uh, right. the more that we can learn about what's happening at impact, and a lot of that is technology, whether it's Doppler radar technology, high-speed camera technology, right. that enables us to see exactly what's happening when it really matters by using a material like carbon where we can remove weight where we don't need it, be able right. to reallocate that where we do need it. It's innovation across the entire length of the golf club, not just in the head, not just uh, with driver shafts. So um, it's exciting about where it's going. And the more we learn, uh, you know, before this, before we started preparing for this episode, I had no idea that uh, archery was involved at all in, in uh, iron shafts. So that's really cool that we're, we're drawing from other sports and other uh, research as well. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, the sky's the limit, you know, in terms of where we can go from here. I agree. I agree. And, you know, working here at Mitsubishi, uh, it's like being a kid in a candy store. I mean, their material technology breadth is just phenomenal. I mean, it, I can, yeah. you'd be surprised a lot of materials that aren't even in golf shafts yet that they're working on for other applications. We have, you know, we're going to start looking at and have been looking at for golf shaft applications. And this just happens to be one of those examples. This came out of the archery industry. It's very technical, the weave, and you showed the small diameter aero shafts that we're making now. And so we were able to you know, basically parlay that into the golf side. Uh, the other thing I want to mention too, is especially for the better player, tour players that hit a lot of balls, obviously fatigue, elbow fatigue, wrist fatigue, things like that. You'll notice a huge difference, obviously, and it's pretty well documented with graphite and the right. absorbing vibration absorbing yeah. properties. So again, yeah. for that better player that hits a lot of balls every day, you switch over to, to this shaft, you'll, you'll notice a big difference after the first day. Yes. Awesome. So I want to, I'll, I'll close out this episode. Um, I want to do a couple, uh, I'll call them, you know, quick hitters here. So I'm going to make a statement of a common pushback against better players using graphite shafts and either Avery or Todd, like in a couple sentences, tell me, uh, you know, whether that's valid or, or why that statement is wrong. So I'll start out with, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like playing uh, graphite because uh, it's too soft. I, I can't control my ball flight. So Avery, start there. Now that's, now that's wrong. Uh, the MMT iron shaft is the first one where we, you will see a very similar ball flight, um, especially spin rate. We've done, like I said, lots of player testing. We've got it in play on tour. Um, and the numbers are very similar, if not better than you will see out of any steel shaft. All right, and then the, the the other one we hear a lot is uh, graphite. It's it's uh, it's too light. I can't I can't feel it. It's it's too light. I need something more substantial. Okay, again, going with MMT. So on tour, we now offer the one twenty fives and the one o fives. So the one o fives are your one ten option, and the one twenty fives generally are going to fall about 128 grams, which is going to be what you see in any of the heavier steel profiles as well. Um, all right. Uh, we, we hear it. Uh, graphite shafts are for people who need more spin and higher launch. I already hit it high with a lot of spin. Like I said earlier in the show, yeah. uh, I can vouch for that one. And this yeah. is the first time I've hit an, a graphite iron shaft where I've been able to control both launch and spin. There you go. Um, yeah, the, you heard it here first. Um, good stuff. So uh, to Avery and Todd, thank you so much uh, for joining us and helping dispel some of the rumors about graphite shafts amongst uh, uh, better players. Um, 
if you've got questions uh, for Avery or Todd that we that we missed, make sure you hit us up on the Callaway community, callawaygolf.com slash community. Head over to the fitting corner thread. I'll make sure that any questions you have there uh, get answered. Um, if you want to talk to us about this episode, you can uh, always call us every Monday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. Uh, that's channel 208 or 92, depending on your system. Uh, but we'll be there for the full hour, taking your questions live on the air. And uh, if you've got a topic that we've not covered on The Fitting Room, but you'd like us uh, to cover, uh, let us know on the Callaway community. Uh, the Fitting Room podcast is part of the Callaway Podcast Network. This episode was produced by Tyler Sheehan, recorded by Jen Turk, and edited by Trevor Miglarino. We'll be back next week with more from The Fitting Room Podcast. <laughs>